0: Hi and welcome to the Reiki from the Farm podcast brought to you by me, Pam Allen LeBlanc from Hidden Brook Farm. I am a scientist, a businesswoman and a licensed Reiki Master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Each week in this podcast you'll be entertained as you learn about a wide variety of relevant Reiki topics, helping you become a more knowledgeable and effective Reiki practitioner. We caution you, though, this podcast may also dramatically improve your life. And we are so happy that you're here. On this week's podcast, I am talking with Patricia Liddell Lane, one of our licensed Reiki master teachers who also has a bachelor's of metaphysical science. Patricia is a spiritual teacher. She loves to empower women to live life on their own terms, to use their innate wisdom to transform their lives while embracing the art of Reiki. And we've got links to Patty's website and her email address if any of you'd like to reach out to her. The main reason I wanted to have her on the podcast this week is she is a fellow author. Um, Patty wrote this wonderful book, The Angel's Orchestra, a little book that takes you on a big spiritual journey. And I just wanted to talk with her about it and let you guys know about it. So Patty, thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. I'm
0: very excited to be here and very excited to talk about my little book. (laughs) <laughs> I know. It's, it's. I unfortunately haven't read it all the way through yet, but I will be. It's extremely well written and I really enjoy it. So I can tell that it's written from the heart. Before we go too far, I'd just like to let you know what we have coming up. I'm in the middle of teaching animal Reiki on Campobello Island right now. I'll be starting an animal reiki master class tomorrow that might be a little too short of notice to join us but in october i have level one and two master as well as animal reiki one and two and at the end of the month a karuna reiki class that is going through the evenings so that over four evenings so that if you want to attend and maybe it would fit into your life better that way. And it's mainly, I set those up for my students in Australia, but I'd love to have you join us if you feel guided. I also want to let you know um, that my daughter and I, uh, because you asked us uh, from to expand on the Reiki Business Book, we've created some courses that are taking place in September, October, and November. In fact, uh, Reiki business courses. And it's not too late to join us October 2nd to 16th, three Monday evenings for empowered beginnings, a three week business course for new Reiki businesses or new Reiki business people. And for those of you who have questions about marketing in November, we have a three-week intensive marketing course. We taught that before. It was really popular. We're super excited about the results that our students are seeing and would love to have you join us. Patty, what have you got coming up?
1: I have the first week of October that weekend I have a Reiki one and two class that's focused on so I call it my empath Reiki one and two class and my passion is to teach energetic tools and techniques for clearing energy and along with all of the Reiki techniques that we learn in in the Reiki one and two class I just expand a little bit on how Reiki helps the empaths to to keep their energy clear and to handle stress and things because the highly sensitive empaths are very vulnerable to other people's energy. I have a Karuna class coming up in October and you can visit Mm reiki.org
0: and all of my classes are out there under my profile. That's right and and we've got links to your website as well. Yeah. You're right. I think I I don't know how empaths survive without Reiki. <laughs> as a sensitive empath myself, Reiki has been the best tool. So Yeah,
1: in my book I even say I wish I'd known about more about empaths mm-hmm. and emp- the empathic narcissistic relationships. When I was younger, if only I had known. I, I, yeah, I I totally agree. Every empath needs to learn Reiki.
0: Reiki.
1: Uh, Yeah. Reiki and understand their energy and everyone else's energy.
0: Yeah. And just, I find as an empath, our energy can be a bit more porous than other people's. And Mm -hmm. Reiki can help us chink that Mm -hmm. up (laughs) so
1: that we. (laughs) I often say that for those who are not empaths, you can imagine the aura with an eggshell, protective eggshell. But then when you look at the impasse, it's like a sponge and it's going, oh, give me all of your stuff. (laughs)
0: Let me deal with it. I
1: will give you all of my life force energy. So I always say eggshell. Are you an eggshell or are you a sponge? (laughs) over here patty <laughs> so i <I'm> a sponge <laughs> yeah
0: well before we get too far in i always like to invite our listeners to bring their hands in gas show and we're just going to activate our energy today and see what comes through and so just taking a deep breath closing your eyes if it's possible for you Activating your Reiki energy and just feeling it settle around you, and just having an awareness of the angels that have joined us for our talk today, an awareness of your guides, the guides, Yusui Sensei, Dr. Hayashi, Mrs. Takata, the teachers, who have been bringing these ways to the earth since ancient times. And we invite you to open your heart, your divine heart and your divine mind with divine love to receive our messages today and allow them to just really sink into you deeply if they're meant for you. These spiritual messages that are all around us. Taking a moment to appreciate how deeply you love and how deeply you care. And how much the universe, the angels, the energy of Reiki and your fellow Reiki practitioners, are beautiful Reiki from the farm, Reiki family, are here to support you in all that you do. And just breathing in that feeling of being held, supported, buoyed in your circumstances in this moment in time, lifting your consciousness to the higher realms, where the solutions to all problems exist. Opening to the field of possibilities, the field of solutions. And take a moment to say thank you to you for the difference that you're making on the planet just by being you. You are so appreciated. A awesome Namaste and amen. Patty, tell me about the Angels Orchestra. What made you decide to... I know that writing a book is a lot of work. And what was the catalyst? What made you decide to sit down and put your spiritual journey on paper
1: to assist others? There's a couple of reasons. Um, I really wanted to get these experiences written down. I wanted them to be there for my children, for my grandchildren. I wanted this book to help other women that maybe were going through similar situations as to what I was going through during this 15 year period and continuing 15 plus it includes now where I was having these amazing synchronistic experiences mystical experiences
0: right
1: and I just I felt compelled if you know that feeling you're compelled and I love to write and I just thought I am just compelled to write this book. I'm just gonna start and I'm just gonna start writing these experiences down, down, what led me to where I am now and what orchestrated everything in my life. And the book pretty much wrote itself. I had outlined the chapters in my mind and what I was going to speak about and written them down on paper. And it was almost like everything was just given to me. It was just a constant flow. It was easy. It was just easy to write this book. And although I went back and visited some times in my life that were not the best memories, as I was writing the book, And at the end of the book, there's a chapter on the lessons that I learned during this time. And I thought, oh, those lessons are really the most important part of this book. And these are the lessons that I learned from all of these experiences and that I'm still learning. It had to be written. It just had to be written. The book had to be written. It wouldn't wouldn't leave me alone until it was written. The angels wouldn't
0: leave me alone. I know what you mean. I felt the same about the Reiki business book. I just I got a nudge like you're supposed to do this. You need to do this. It flowed, but the funny thing I don't know if this happened to you, so I want to ask you. Sometimes when I would go back to reread much later and do the editing, you try to get everything written before you go back to edit, or else exactly you'll get, what you're gonna say. You'll get caught in editing, and so I would go back and read these chapters and think this is really good, but I have absolutely no memory of writing this. This is like, did I I write this? I don't, I had no I would go back and I would say, man,
1: I don't, those aren't my words. Where did that come from? Right? Wow. That's pretty good. Where did that come from? I knew exactly what you were going to say, Pam. I knew exactly because absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah, we even see. today I'll pick it up and I'll start reading something and I'll go. That's beautifully worded. Did that <laughs> really come from me? <laughs>
0: from me? I do this. Uh, I do the same thing. I'll pull out a chapter and I'll be like, "Oh, again, I forgot I wrote that." <laughs> and I just, yes. I think it just channels through us. You it
1: know. does channel. I I believe that, and I'm very much love to practice inspired writing writing from the soul authentic writing call it what you will i teach workshops on how to do that and i have found so many answers to the questions in my life by doing inspired writing and the book was absolutely inspired writing i've had several people reach out to me and say that was an inspired book that is an expi- inspired book
0: I think that's why I like it so much because you can feel that. Maybe the energy in it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And also the other thing I love, and I know it's, I've heard the same said about me. I teach through stories. I, I always wondered why I used that style. And one day I was complaining to the Reiki energy about it. Like, why don't I make PowerPoints? Like a lot of, great teachers, and, and they said, because you your style is storytelling, is, mm-hmm. is what I heard. And I only recently discovered, and you've got stories, stories throughout this, and that is how I learn the best. I learn the best through stories. I only recently heard the statistic that if you learn something through a story, you are 17 times, not 17%, 17 times more likely to remember it than if you learn it, you know, through facts or theory. So I love that. Me too, and, I, and yeah. I didn't know it. So I love the stories in your book. They really illustrate beautiful points, and I can see how it was all divinely guided. Why don't you, I'm going to go into some details, but first tell us a little bit about what to expect. And your book is an angel's, The Angels Orchestra, um, I think you probably called it orchestra because you said the angels orchestrated it.
1: Yeah, the angels orchestrate everything. And then I also named it that because of my the beginning of my book, I talk about my dad's near-death experience okay. and how that experience that he had. He went up into the ethers. He died. He went up into the ethers. We were all in the hospital room. I was his breathing coach. He had COPD, so right in front of me that happened, and they rushed him away, and we knew that everything had stopped working and that that he had passed away, but we did not realize they were in another room hooking him up to a ventilator. So he was gone for, I believe they said it was like a total of eight minutes before they got him hooked up to the machine, And so he went into the heavens. He started going through the tunnel and this is what he said. He said, my, I had no more pain. He said, no more pain at all. He said, for a minute, I was in the hospital room. I looked at that body. It did not look like mine. It was like, there was no connection. And he said, but I was still connected to my children in the ER. We were all there to my wife And he said, I could see exactly what y'all were doing. And he told us exactly what we did to to the T when they took him back in that room. And it was like, how would he have known that? But he went up into the ethers and he said, I was going to heaven. And he said, there was a tunnel. He said, I felt compelled to go through this tunnel, a light at the end. He said, I saw shadows. And I knew they were my loved ones, and they were calling me home, and they were waiting for me. But he said, I heard the most beautiful music. And he said it was the music of my soul. It was music different than anything I've ever heard. And it was the music of my soul, the vibration, the sound, the music of my soul. And uh, there were angels all around orchestrating this music. So that's how the orchestra, the name of the book came, was the Angels Orchestra. And that propelled me on a spiritual journey and a quest for answers. I began to study everything I could get my hands on about near-death experiences. This I had never heard of this. And then when I discovered there were people all over the world that were having near-death experiences. And 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 with very
0: similar things to your To describe what the loved ones were doing, all of that.
1: Yes. And they even Raymond Moody had even written books, he was doing studies on children that experienced new death experiences. And I consider Raymond Moody Moody to be the top in that field. Mm -hmm. And the children that couldn't even talk would draw pictures of going through the tunnel and the angels around and It's it was fascinating. It was fascinating. And I could not get enough of it. And of course, when you open that door to these esoteric studies, and you're really thirsty for the knowledge, it opens other avenues of research and other doors. And so I really began to read a lot of books on spirituality.
0: It must have. Now, was Reiki a part of your life at that point or not yet? At
1: that point, it was not. I had a stroke when I was 53. And it paralyzed my left side. And I was very sick. I was left with adrenal fatigue. And they had been giving me Adderall to get me up and even being able to work after the stroke. I was very tired, very sick, very disillusioned, didn't really know if I really just wanted to live or not. I was at that point. That was the low point in my life. And this was several years after my dad's near-death experience. And then I began to have these experiences that were unexplainable. And they guided me to find a doctor that treated adrenal fatigue. none of the doctors had diagnosed that and they guided me to take Reiki. Reiki I was the one of the ladies that I was taking spiritual classes with was a Reiki teacher and I thought I want to learn that. So I took Reiki during that time, and she taught Reiki one and two separately in the lineage that she taught with. So I took Reiki two, and then it wasn't long after that that I went back and took all the classes over again up through Karuna. And as soon as I took Karuna, I began to teach as soon as, and I was on the road I I was already getting really well. I had already, I was to the point where I had the energy to teach. And I used to pray, please give me the energy angels and give me the energy to teach a weekend class. Uh, I never was able to go back to work full time due to low energy. And honestly, I get better all the time. And I just had my 70th birthday birthday.
0: Wow. Happy
1: birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I just, I'm just so grateful that I believe it's because I'm doing my purpose and my passion. I'm teaching Reiki.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And I'm happy. Definitely. And peace. And Patricia, you talked about wanting to learn everything. You really must have wanted to learn everything. I know you said, we don't need to call you that, but you really reverend is in front of your name tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah that is from the university of sedona i remarried during the time that i had that stroke i was also going through a divorce from a 23 year marriage and i reconnected with a man that i'd fallen in love with when i was 19 and he was 20 and that was through a miracle it was a synchronistic event reconnecting with him and we just He had been involved with the Presbyterian church. He had been a lay minister, but he was actually much more interested in the spirituality side of everything. And so we decided we would take, get our degrees from the University of Sedona. He's gone a little bit further than I have. I have a bachelor's. He's got his master's and he's working on his doctorate and it's, but yeah, it was an amazing experience and I wanted to be in. So I'm an ordained minister. Yes. The University of Sedona, it was part of my degree. And my degree is in metaphysics, the energy within everything, right? The God spark, that spark, metaphysics, the God spark that we have within us.
0: I think it would be amazing to study that for yeah. As a degree in depth, it's not
1: denominational, just spiritual. It's about oneness. What's about everything contains that spark. We could be talking about stones, we can be talking about animals, of course, plants. We, everything has that touch of our creator.
0: Yeah. I have a, a South American friend, Native uh, friend who his daughter got in trouble for in school because she you know in in the science class she marked stones down as living <laughs> and and he had to go to the teacher and said so they are <laughs> And which I think is is so cute. I
1: deal with a lot of crystals. I have a crystal store. I didn't know if you have, I have a crystal store. And it's all about the energy of the stones and how we can tap into that energy, into our energy field to help us to heal. We won't talk about that today. Maybe we'll come back and talk about crystals.
0: I think we'll come back with you and Jake (laughs) Jackson and... and Because of course, Jade is actually so many of our licensed teachers. We all love crystals, don't we? I think we could, it's, yeah, (laughs) I had to start giving some away (laughs) because I had too many. Patricia, you have a chapter titled My Own Personal Awakening and that resonates with people. Can you tell us a little bit about that time in your life?
1: now i that chapter really is a lot about my dad's it's about my dad's near death experience and after that experience and being on that quest to to f- find answers to the questions to soul driven questions wow when we die what really happens One of the things about my dad is when he came back from that near-death experience and he was on a ventilator for 18 days, he came home from the hospital very weak, very tired. But the thing that had changed for my dad is he no longer had fear in his eyes. There was no fear. And we knew even the book, I say, why did we bring him back? Why did they do that? Because now he's got to die all over again, right? But it wasn't there in my dad's face anymore. It wasn't in his eyes. And I wanted that because at that time in my life, I was afraid of everything. I was a a single mother. I'd gone through my first divorce I was struggling to survive and raise my two kids pretty much by myself. And I was so afraid. What if something happens to me? What the what ifs? I lived in the future, worried about this, worried. It was a difficult time. And it was like, oh, my gosh, what would it be like not to have this, these fears around finances, around everything? Yeah. How do I find peace? How can I find peace? And in addition to studying about near-death experiences, I just wanted to know the secrets, right? I wanted to know how can I be happy again?
0: Yeah, of course. And you found it. I found it. With all of these synchronicities. Now listen. I did. did. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: I did. I began to have bright, when Jimmy and I reconnected, it was through a synchronicity that was a little bit wild. And then those synchronicities continued to come. Those the, the, There were mystical experiences mm-hmm. that proved to me that someone had my back that something had my back that something was guiding me to do these things and even though I had to step through a lot of these perceived fears to do these things that I was being guided to do the bliss was on the other side of the fear every single time and the things that I was guided to do in my life brought me peace because, and some of them were pretty, pretty outrageous that I was being guided to do during that time. And yet I found that they lit me up. It was like this spark had been fanned into a flame. And I decided I am not going to let fear control my life I'd made a lot of crazy choices when I was in fear mode I think we all do
0: yeah I would agree
1: but I'm just going to follow the guidance right and if I'm not sure what guidance I'm getting I'm just going to ask for more signs right show me that show me that again I think that was a sign I think that was guidance and I'm talking to my angels right But show me that in another way. Show me that again. And then it would happen. It would happen just immediately. I have one story that um, was in the beginning of all of this. I have several. The book is full of these experiences. So many things have happened to me. And I, I can write another book. I keep being guided to write another book. I said something on another podcast the other day, and someone said, that's not in your book. And I said, no, that's probably going to be in the next
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> I already know even the Reiki business book needs a sequel. So <laughs> now that my daughter and I are teaching, okay, so now this, now let's take you the next, the next steps. So that's exciting that you are. We
1: continually learn, so there's more stuff for me to share, right? There's Uh, more for me to share. And can you talk to
0: us about archangel magic? What
1: archangel magic? That that is just about the angels. It's about asking for the help. It's about connecting with whoever that is. It could be a goddess. It could be a, an ascended master. It can be angels for a lot of people. Whoever guides, right? Whoever that is that you connect with and just asking them for help. Angels, um, from everything I've, I've read and learned and that I've experienced, sometimes we just have to ask. We just have to ask. And uh, be open to it, the answers coming to us in ways that we never dreamed. Because we can say, we can project and we can say, oh, I want this to come to me in this little package with a ribbon tied on the top of it. And then, boom, it comes to you in another way. And it's, man, I I didn't even think about that. Right. Uh, I think they like to surprise us.
0: happens all the time I have something in mind and what shows up is something much better yes even we I knew that animal Reiki was calling me to the ocean and so we were spending every weekend trying to find a little place to camp in our little truck tent um, near the ocean so that I could go do Reiki with the ocean and finally I said maybe if we go to this r- little remote island, we could afford a little piece of land. And we didn't get land. We got this beautiful house that the whales come and visit. Our, we sit and drink coffee on our porch and the whales go by. They literally join us for coffee. This is so far beyond oh. what I was looking for, what I thought was possible. And that is so Beautiful. Mm, So I I know exactly what you it's. It doesn't always look like what you think. And yet, if you give it a chance, it's usually so much better for you (laughs) than what you had in mind. (laughs) And all we have to do
1: is ask and then we have to, you know, take action on the information. So you took action by oh, I got this idea that since maybe we should look at this island and
0: this there it was lined up for you. It completely did. And all the synchronicities exactly like you described. I've noticed I, one of my very early books, speaking of synchronicities, and and I know that's really the, the sort of an underlying theme throughout your book. One of the earlier books, that the spiritual books that I read, was the Celestine prophecy. Mm. And this was before I really was able to understand all the spiritual messages and so on. And what the Celestine prophecy said was look for the synchronicities. It's not a coincidence. Look for the coincidences. It's not a coincidence when you think of somebody and then you see them if you haven't seen them in ten years. When it's it's not a coincidence. These are so look for all of the coincidences and so, this I read that back in my 20s, and the number of coincidences that happen in our lives, like the coincidence of reconnecting with your former love and, and former and present love. How else would you, for people that say, that's fine for them, they hear the messages, <laughs> they get the, for people that maybe struggle to, to hear, how would you suggest that they connect with the Ascended Masters, with their Archangels? How would you suggest that they listen or that they pay attention for the synchronicities? What would you say to that?
1: I, there's several things. The first thing I teach someone or ask someone to do when they come to me with wanting to develop their intuition, maybe. Maybe. To be more in tune with energy, as I say, before your feet hit the ground in the morning, just connect with your higher self, your angels, and say, show me the magic today. Show me the magic today. Before you, while you're still in that theta state, right when you wake up, oh, show me the magic today, and then let it go. And then if you see something, nature's always talking to us. If you think of something, if something comes in your mind, if you feel, because we feel these things a lot of times, if you feel compelled to do something, I'm Claire Audience, so I have things come in, audible things that I hear. And at first it was hard to differentiate from my monkey mind to this these audible things. I would say develop your intuition take a Reiki class, mm. right? Take a Reiki class, be attuned to Reiki and if and then be attuned to holy fire because Reiki energy is installed in our soul and holy fire is installed in our spirit and our spirit is that part of us that is connected to God. So it opens us up to higher consciousness. It truly does. Reiki energy is such an amazing thing. It can guide our lives yeah. and it just opens us up to the possibilities and i always say don't put god in a box mm-hmm. if you think something is like an amazing synchronistic event is never going to happen to you you you're putting god and his angels in a box and you're you're drawing a line in the sand and your possibilities but if you say I am so open to having these experiences, these wonderful experiences. Just show me one. Show me. I'm an instrument, right? I love that prayer that William Rand has in his book, guide me and heal me so that I can be of service to others. But I added one word to it when I say it. And I say, guide me, heal me and
0: empower me. Ah, so I can be of service to others, and he's um, invented that too now, Patty, to guide. Yes. Me. He has, and to guide me and heal me, so that I may be of greater service to myself. Oh, I love that! Yes, that he it was that, that he was really focused on giving, and not on receiving. Yes, that importance it. of of opening opening ourselves to receive as well.
1: And I'm going to say probably the second most important thing is learn to love yourself. Mm. Practice loving yourself in addition to giving yourself Reiki. And Reiki is love. So give yourself Reiki if you're attuned to that. And if not, just lay your hands on your body and just give yourself love and energy and take care of yourself. Honor yourself. Because I never knew how to love myself. I didn't even know we were supposed to. Don't speak yourself. Give yourself credit. I always I always say we were doing the best we could at the time. We were doing the best we could. Don't live in the woulda, shoulda, couldas, right? Because then you're going to be depressed. Yeah. If we live in the, oh, Jimmy and I should have gotten married when we were 19 and 20 instead of when we were in our 50s. If we uh, thought about that all the time, I'd be pretty sad, but I don't. Gratitude. Oh, is number three. Gratitude. I am so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for this in my life right now. And we live a pretty simple life. And just loving ourselves, living in gratitude. I think another big one, and don't live in the future with the anxiety, the what ifs, right? Try to live in the now. That's what's meant by living in the now, that you just take care of what you need to take care of today and you be happy and content and don't worry, don't worry. And, and that's so much easier said than done. Uh, but w- I don't, I trust and that's called faith.
0: William Rand said, worrying is like praying for something that you don't want and it's putting attention in the universe says that's what you want okay here you go and so what you said gratitude and that's part of our original Reiki ideals just for today I will be grateful and I will not worry but when you're grateful for the things in your life that's where you put your attention. It attracts more things to be grateful for. Yes. Yes.
1: The universe gives you more. I truly believe the
0: universe gives you more. I agree. And you said something, Patty, that I want to follow up on. And it's um, about love yourself, because I know for myself that was not that that was a, a bit of a long process. It was, there was a lot of things around worthiness and so on that I had to heal. And so sometimes when we say love yourself, somebody can be so far away from that, that it's hard. It's like you said, I didn't know how. I didn't know I was even supposed to. And one of the things I really completely agree with you, but I just want to tie this together for the listeners is as you advance through your levels of reiki. just like Patty said, placing your hands on yourself is connect is giving yourself love, connecting yourself with love. And I find it I love this example in William the way I used to teach, I used to use William Rand's questions and it was please introduce yourself, where you're from, what brought you to class and something you like about yourself. And I observed over the years include myself included, but the same with my students, that at level one and two, we would struggle to find some, often, many students, not all of them, but many students would struggle to find the things that they loved about themselves, just one or two things. By the master class, it was, of course, and it wasn't because they anticipated the question. It was because they had been using divine love every time they did a self-treatment. Um, they'd been connecting with their higher self, with divine love, with the higher heavens and with source and their spirit. And so by master class they usually had three or four things that they loved about themselves. By the time those same students that would struggle in level one and two got to Karuna, they'd say, have you got all day <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much I love about myself. I'm amazing at this i'm I think it's incredible that and, it's it's really remarkable watching that transformation so if you aren't sure where to go with loving yourself reiki can take you there
1: yes and reiki especially going through the licensed master reiki master teacher program i i wanted to learn from the best i want to be the best teacher that i can be my desire is to spread as much reiki into the world as i possibly can Because Reiki is so much more than we can even fathom. It is so much more than we can even fathom. And it just changes us. And, And so you're talking about the Karuna students who have gone through the one and two and the master. And I can just... In the last couple of Karuna classes, because I've been teaching a lot of Karuna classes, it's like the Karuna classes that I'm teaching now, and I'm not so sure it's because I've become a better teacher. I think it's the energy of Reiki that's revealing itself to us. Those classes are taking on a whole different level. The discussions in those classes, the... And a lot of these women I've known for a long time, they took Reiki from me many years ago and they're coming back to take the Reiki classes from a licensed teacher for their professional level membership. And it's, wow, we're opening ourselves up to more. We actually, we truly are evolving into higher levels of higher consciousness. And Reiki's just been waiting for us to get there. And those, the energy in those classes,
0: oh. that's... It's, astounding.
1: it's amazing. Yeah, it really, Don't you think? Yeah.
0: And have you noticed a evolution I, of itself in the classes? I have. And I even most recently I've been teaching a fair bit of animal Reiki and that's blowing me away. I, and I helped write animal Reiki. I helped under listen to the energy and understand it and bring it here, but I'm noticing that evolving as well. so yeah, I, I do. I notice that even my level one and two classes are we're having discussions that we used to have at the master and Karuna level. and so yeah yes. Yes. it right. is It's
1: amazing. I'm going to say for those who are struggling to find ways to love themselves, start doing something every single day that you enjoy. right every single day, incorporate it. If it's that cup of coffee from Starbucks, if it's a walk in the park, if it's that yoga class that you never have time to go to, whatever it is that floats your boat and gives you joy, you need to incorporate that into your life. And you'll find yourself loving life, thus loving yourself more and more.
0: I tell people that we, so often we think, but I must, you know, do things according to my life purpose. And as I say this, there's a little hummingbird just hovering outside my, oh my window, um, which gives me joy, uh, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> and what's so interesting is the way to know that you are living your life purpose is joy. Joy is the emotion that helps you recognize what you're here to do. And so I
1: plus I how does it feel in your body your right. body knows how
0: does it feel yes I agree Patricia past lives are something that at first I didn't know what I thought felt of them and as an animal communicator animals kept telling me I'm going to come back or that or we were together before like things like this and I I really struggled with it and until I did some reading and realized that the majority of world's religions believe in reincarnation and it was actually written out of christianity in 400 a.d (laughs) in around 4 325 or 400 a.d you talk about and and that gave me permission to be all in on past lives which i'm grateful for because i've remembered a lot of my past lives and that's helped me in this lifetime and some things that i had to heal but you talk about a chapter, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm, I'm just dying to get to this one, Past Lives and Dying Without Regret. Can you tell us about that chapter a bit?
1: Yes, I can. I began to really delve into that when I read a book that was written by an Australian woman. Her name is Bronte Ware, W-A-R-E. And she was a palliative care giver. And so she took care of people and went into their homes at the ends of their lives, and she would listen to their stories. Right? She would listen to their stories, and she had. She said, "I, I really had to write a book about what I learned because people were saying the same things over and over again to me about the regrets that they had at this stage, end stage of their lives." And she said, it was so important for me to get this out. And some of the things that people would say would be, I wish I'd spent more time with my loved ones. I wish I hadn't worked so many hours at that job. I wish I'd taken those trips that I wanted to take. I wish I hadn't accumulated so much stuff because nobody wants it now. Same stories. I wish I'd done more fun things. And I, I say, take those trips. Don't wait too long to do those things that your soul is calling you to do. Spend those time, that time with your kids. Maybe live a more simple life, right? Because... Things don't make us happy. And let maybe you're, maybe not even work, work so many hours mm. so that you have more time to do these things that you dream and dream about doing, right? Because most big things take money to keep working, right? The big homes, you're still, simplicity is really the key. Make, I always say, make that bucket list. Put 10, ten things on a bucket list that you've dreamed of doing, right? 10 things that just call to your heart. For me, it was Ireland. It was going to Ireland. And I dreamed of it since I was a child and read all the romance novels as a young teenager. And up into my 30s, they were all set in Ireland, right? And I just wanted to go there. And I've had so many mystical experiences in Ireland. It's unbelievable. It definitely is a magical place. But start doing those things. Make that list and start checking those things off and keep adding to that list because you have it in front of you. It's there. It's going to talk to you. You're going to look at that and you're going to make those things happen. If you don't write them down, you're going to think about something and then it's going to be a fleeting thought. I say sit down for 30 minutes some morning and make that bucket list and then start making those things happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Make your plans.
1: Make your plans. Make those things happen. Yeah. Um, And don't wait
0: until the time is right.
1: Don't wait until it's too late. Jimmy said, marry me and I'll take you to Ireland. He was quite the world traveler. And I said, okay, I think I will. (laughs) (laughs) He's not taken me once. We've been five times. I'm I'm planning the next trip. It never gets old. And that's not why I'm married. No. (laughs) Speaking about past life regressions, I... in. In, in my book, I wrote about a past life regression, the first one that I ever had. And you're just going to have to read this story in the book. It was so syn- synchronistic. It was unbelievable. We usually don't expect to find any kind of proof about past lives, right? We go into these meditations or if you're under a hypnotist and we see things and we figure out what lessons did we learn in that lifetime that maybe we've brought into this life and and when I had that past life regression. I saw certain things, and when I came home, I'll be darned if at age nineteen Jimmy had not painted a picture of the exact thing that I saw in that past life regression, and I'd never seen that picture.
0: That is so cool, Patty. I love it. You followed the synchronicities. You followed. You said you're clairaudient. I'm. I tend to be claircognizant, which is knowing. But then again, it was really difficult for me to know which thoughts were my own and which thoughts were guidance i really it took me a while to develop that discernment that you need in order sometimes in order to follow your guidance as you were following your guidance were there times when you doubted some of that communication and how did you overcome it
1: yes there were times when i questioned a lot of that communication that that I got and through the process of just doing what I was being guided to do to follow that path it became easier and easier to go out on a limb so to speak and do these things and nothing was crazy enough that it was life threatening most this guidance most of this guidance that I received was stepping doing something that I was fearful of it was stepping through some fears But I would just look up and say, really, you want me to do that? (laughs) (laughs) All right, but you better have my back. You better make it easy. Uh, I'll do this. I'll do this. But just make it easy. Like reading cards I got. I started reading angel. I was guided through a series of synchronistic events to learn how to read cards. And I never that I didn't even know what reading cards was. That's how I didn't even know what angel cards were. And I went to this class with a three day, three day weekend class. And there were so many miracles that happened in that class. It was Like my intuition had just been turned on and I came back and I was sitting in meditation and it's now you want me to put myself out there, have strangers sit in front of me and lay cards down and give me intuitive information from those cards. Really? (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll do it. But the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it's full of, of, uh, there's a lot of intuitives and people that have been doing this for many years. How am I even going to get into a fair to do this, right? Within two weeks, I was in the largest fair in North Texas reading cards. (laughs) And I did that for about four or five years, every fair, every single weekend, I was still working the corporate job. And I had people contacting me, asking me, can you come to Houston for a fair this weekend? Can you come to Oklahoma City? We heard you really good. Can you come to Oklahoma City and will and set up as a card reader for us? And it was like, whoa, I finally, after four years, it's I'm getting a little burned out. I think I'll step it back down and just do a fair, one fair a month. So then I started just doing one fair a month. But it was clear guidance. Uh, The Miracles That Happened. And there's a chapter about that in my book. And now I even teach card reading, how to learn how to read cards intuitively, right? Because my bargain was... I'm gonna do this intuitively. I don't have years to re- learn how to read tarot, what each card means. I have no desire to do that. But if you'll give me the visions, if you'll put the information if my, in my ears, if you'll give it to me, then I will do that work for you. And I will give that experience up for anything. It brought me out of my shell. I was extremely shy. And it it was, I do still do some readings nowadays, even. I usually do them on Zoom. I don't do the fairs any longer. I stay pretty busy teaching Reiki classes, but occasionally I'll do a reading. Some of the most frightening things have ended up that I perceived as being frightening have just ended up being the most fulfilling, if that makes sense, in my life.
0: It's. I think we've had a parallel journey, Patty, because that's exactly Reiki is pretty much always takes me to something that really frightens me, and it, including my most recent guidance, which was to go into politics. And I'm very aware of what politics is. I my previous job, I, I worked with the government for 12 years in a, a pretty a position where I'm very familiar with what happens behind the scenes and it's not really anything I aspired to but it's been that way the whole time write a book I was terrified to write a book start a podcast I was terrified of technology much less I didn't like the sound of my own voice write an article the first article create your website put yourself out there I too used to do some into readings when I had the time and just about every single thing scared me <laughs> and took a lot to overcome. And I think I know what you mean, because I also think it's where most of my spiritual growth came from was stepping into those things that were frightening. When I really wanted to take a class from William Rand in England, and I had no money. And the energy said, go take that class. And if the synchronicities happened, the money showed up, everything came together. I was so scared to go to that first masterclass, because I thought Reiki masters were wonderful and amazing people. And I was just me. I didn't think I was going to belong. And I thought everybody was going to be able to tell that I didn't belong. And I do know exactly what you mean. Exactly. Yes. Patty, what else would you like to share to the listeners from your journey from your book? And what last pieces of advice would you like to leave us with before we move into a meditation to integrate all of this today?
1: So what words of wisdom
0: Mm.
1: I leave you with today? Follow your heart. Just follow your heart. I think that is and you'll understand that if you pick up my book and read my book, you'll understand what I'm saying. When I say, follow your heart, if you follow your heart and you truly follow your heart, you won't have anything to worry about.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. (laughs) Sometimes I've noticed in my animal communication work, we also, like you, that work helps people tap into their intuition. And we sometimes notice that some of us have our hearts walled up. And so maybe I think you've just given me an idea of where we're going to go with our meditation today is just to tap into that heart energy and release any blocks or barriers that would from following it.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that would be a great way to end this because we've been talking about that the connection between the heart and our intuition, right? It's connected.
0: It really is
1: all connected. And I, I
0: love that. Yes. Thank you, Patricia. I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm sorry, I keep calling you Patricia because I've been identifying with you as Patricia in from your book <laughs> for a while. <laughs> and I know you prefer Patty. I asked you at the beginning of our talk, but thank you. and I'm just going to invite us all to come together today in a meditation. And whenever you listen to this, please know that you're here with everyone else through the distance symbol, we are all connected. So I'm just going to invite you to close your eyes, take a deep breath and place your hands in gasho with your thumbs at your heart, your palms together, your fingers extended upward. Just activating your own Reiki energy, your symbols. I'm just feeling that connection as the energy begins to settle into and around you. And then I invite you to place your hands on your heart. And I invite you to ask yourself, have there been any interesting synchronicities in your life, in your life as a whole? any interesting synchronicities lately. Go ahead and ask the Reiki energy to help you understand the meaning behind those synchronicities. Some people get thoughts that sound very much like their thoughts when they invite Reiki to guide them. Some people are clairaudient and they get words. sometimes those words are written. Sometimes it's a sound. Some people have a knowing and they don't really know why they know. It's a, a gut instinct or a knowing of some sort. This is claircognizance. We also have clairvoyance. Some of you get pictures of what's of your guidance or even some people even get movies or videos and some people it's a little more abstract. You might just see colors moving. Some people are clair tangent. They can touch something and get information from it. Some people are clairsalient. They smell or taste energy. And there's another one that is not usually written about, but that often is important for creative types and that is clairimagination. Sometimes our information comes to us through imagination. And if you're a person like myself that's prone to daydream, you might just get thoughts or ideas come to you in that way. So we say now, please guide me and heal me and empower me so that I might be of greater service to myself and to others. And we think about those synchronicities. And we just listen now. Just paying attention. Some people are clear empaths and just get a feeling in their body. Just paying attention to what you notice. We'll spend a few moments here. just noticing the angels, the archangels and the enlightened ones who are standing at the corners of the land and all around you, here to support you in your journey, I invite you to take a moment and consider and connect with the light of joy, just thinking about what brings you joy in your life. We'll spend a few moments here today. you joy, think about what used to bring you joy. take a moment to bring your personal energy just ask it to come in close to your body now so that it just skims your skin and as it does that if you're an empath you just drop anything you're carrying on behalf of others whether you're an empath or not you also let go of any cords and connections to any projections or expectations on you, letting go of the shoulds, becoming sovereign in your own body and your own being. And now from this sovereign space, we invite the flow of Reiki energy that's flowing through us. invite the distance symbol also known as the divine heart to go into our heart space and heal anything at all that needs to be healed release anything at all that needs to be released so that we might begin to follow our hearts going forward and we'll just remain here as the distance symbol returns your heart to a place where It is whole and complete and has never been injured. It returns it to that state of the divine heart, divine love, the divine mind. feeling yourself begin to align feeling all the disparate parts of yourself aligning your divine heart your divine mind your divine intellect your divine love your spirit with your soul with your emotions with your body your intuition And then just noticing that alignment reaches out into your life purpose so that your heart, your body and your being and every part of yourself is completely and fully aligned with your purpose. Open to synchronicities, open to results, but not attached to them. And we'll just spend a few moments here in that alignment. There is any fear, it might get in the way of following your path or purpose going forward. We ask you to reframe that and think about it differently. Understanding that. There's usually tremendous growth and the best things exist on the other side of fear. Is it really fear or is it excitement? I invite you to take a deep breath and come back in your own time, completely aligned with and ready willing prepared open empowered to step forward on your life path and purpose patty i'd like to thank you for being here with us today thank you for all that you shared thank you for writing this gem of a book um And I want to say thank you to the listeners. We appreciate you. And I'm excited to bear witness as you step forward onto your path and purpose. I can't help but wonder what you will do.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate that.
0: Thank you. Namaste.
1: Namaste.